Hi, and welcome to History Makers. This week we have guest host Andrew Robertson talking with Stephen Curtis Chapman, Christian recording artist from the States. Well, it is a great pleasure for me to be sitting here face-to-face with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Welcome back to Australia. Thank you. It is so good to be back. It's taken way too long to get here, about 18 years, but, um, but it's been a great return, and uh, I'm already planning for it to not be 18 years before I get back. Hopefully, maybe just a year or two um, to, to get back here again. It's been amazing. Last time you were here, you had, I think, one album out and one the second one almost out. These days, I mean, just you know, a month or so back, you won your 50th Dove Award. I mean, there's so much has happened in the meantime. Tell us a bit about that experience with your Dove Award. I mean, you at Nashville there, there was a bit of an, a tribute made to you, some of the you know, real movers and shakers in the industry you know, sang some of your songs and you were awarded that 50th dub. What was that like being there that night? Well, it was, uh, it, first of all, it was completely unexpected. I had no idea it was coming. My wife had a little tip off that something was going to be done that night. She didn't know the scope of it and, and to, the, to what extent. She just knew there was going to be some recognition of me receiving, you know, my 50th Dove Award. And so she had actually brought my sons to, uh, to the awards or had them come. She didn't, they didn't come with her, but they were there back in the back of the room. And just before they did the, the little tribute section of the night, they, she turned to me and said, your, your boys are here tonight. And I was like, what? what? What are you talking about? They're here? Why are they here? And she didn't say anything else. She wouldn't even look at me. She's looking straight ahead. So that was my little, my only hint that something was coming. And, uh, and that was literally seconds before they started the whole, uh, I guess, tribute, you'd call it. And it really was, uh, was an amazing thing. And, and it was such a, um, it was hard to receive, you know, anytime people single you out, it's, it's sort of like when people gather around and sing happy birthday and everybody's looking at you and they're making a big deal about you at that moment and you're sort of embarrassed and you, you know, you never know what to do exactly. You sing along, do you, you know, just smile and sort of feel awkward. Um, and, and I really, in the moment of, of these guys, particularly when the guys sang little pieces of my songs, Jeremy Camp and Mac Powell, of third day, uh, David Crowder and Mark Hall of Casting Crowns, all you know, great friends, and and all really, uh, I'm a fan of all of those guys too. To, so to hear them singing my songs, all of that was was really overwhelming. And and I think in the in the midst of it, what I sensed was that they were bringing a gift to me, a gift of honor. And as hard as it was initially to receive it, I think God really kind of sort of did did a number in my heart and and just kind of said you know you need to receive this gift because this is a gift that ultimately you need to bring and and give to me any gift of honor ultimately belongs to to god but i felt like it was it was in a way god saying they can't bring that gift all the way to me you've got to it's it's a handoff they've got to hand it off to you you've got to take it and then you bring it to me so it was really a cool thing that god just kind of showed me that even in that moment to say this is something really important for you to take hold of and and then and then lay it down at my feet where it belongs. But still, I want you to have it. I want you to take it for a season and, and just and appreciate the fact that people have appreciated what you've done. And so it was, it was an awesome night. Tell me about your journey of faith. We, did you sort of grow up in a Christian home, or did you come to faith at some point through your like your teenage years? I grew up in a uh, in a Christian home. Um, although when I was uh, up until the age seven. My mom and dad sort of went to church because that was the thing you do. In America, in the South, especially in America, you know, everyone, you know, there's a church on every corner. 
and every Sunday, you know, businesses shut down, everything shuts down, and everybody goes to church. Now, my dad didn't go quite as much as my mom did, but still, you know, I knew it was what you do. Um, but there was no real reason why other than it's just what you do on Sunday. Um, I was about seven years old, and we had a revival that came through our little hometown and our church. And at the end of that week, I didn't really understand a lot of what happened, but I just knew that all of a sudden I saw my parents being so... Uh, there was discussion about uh, about God and what God had done in their lives. And, and I heard them talking about, you know, the commitment of their lives now to Jesus Christ, Him becoming Lord of their life. And I saw this happen in my older brother's life, too. So within a week's time, I saw my family go from sort of casual Christians to very on-fire, committed followers of Jesus. And I watched this happen, and I saw them, you know, going on this journey, and so I wanted to be a part of it too. I began to ask questions, and a few months after, I really began my journey as a follower of Christ too. And uh, so I was real blessed in that sense that even though it was very much, in a way, a, a, a faith that they had grown up with, it all of a sudden had become real to them. So I got the privilege of seeing that come alive in them and, and at the same time coming alive in me. And incidentally, music was a big part of that. My, my dad is a musician, played music all while I was growing up. And so when he became alive to the love of God and, and to a, a faith in Christ, that's really when his music sort of began to take that focus as well. So my family grew, I grew up singing with my family in church and playing music together, my mom and dad and brother and I singing together in church. And Christian music became a vital part of our our whole experience as as uh, as Christians, so it was really a cool thing to, to to see how much of an impact that had in my life. If someone's listening to this program now and they maybe recognise that they don't have that relationship with God that you've been talking about, that uh, you've grown into, what would you say to them to uh, actually begin to explore that for themselves? Well, I would say that um, you know, as as my experience was, you know, there's such a vast difference between religion and a relationship with with God through through Jesus Christ. Um, while Christianity certainly is a religion, and, and I'm not necessarily one of those who says it's not about religion, it's about relationship, because I believe at its purest form, you know, religion um, is, is very much a part of us experiencing and knowing God. But most all religions in the world, really, it's about us trying to get to God. Um, that's what, you know, all of the, the major religions of the world is, is we do these things, we go through these motions, we chant certain things, or we, you know, we, we make a pilgrimage or whatever it is to get to God, to get to a place of experiencing God. The amazing thing about Christianity, the, the incredible reality that I came to understand for myself, and I really, really believe it's what all of us were created for. It's the reason we draw breath right now. It's the reason that we can even complete a thought if you're hearing what I'm saying and you're you're hearing these words and you're completing thoughts about what I'm saying all of that is a gift it's it's given to us from our creator the the one who made us and and gave us the ability to to think and to process information and i believe that that the whole different what turns religion on its on its head so to speak is that god through through Christ, God came to us. That's the difference in Christianity and all other religions, us trying to get to God. And God turned that and said, I'm, I'm going to come to you. Um, that's what, you know, when, when we hear the, the, the word, the name 
uh, Emmanuel, God with us, that we celebrate, um, you know, at, at Christmas time, that, that God has come to us through Christ. And I think that's the thing that to me is so profound uh, is that that this maker of the universe, I mean, if you look around you, and certainly Australia is an amazing place to see God's handiwork everywhere you turn. You know, we've seen all the beautiful beaches and just seeing the beauty of what God has created. To think that this God who created all these things has come to to you, to me, come to you listening right now saying, I want you to know me. I want to know you, and, and I do know you, but I want you to know me. And the way that you would know me is... Sin has separated us from God. We can't know him apart from the gift of his son, Christ, the gift of his son coming to earth, being crucified, put on a cross, taking on himself the punishment of our sin, and then saying, now I've made a way. Now I've built a bridge that you can cross over this great divide. You could never get to God. We can never be good enough. can never do enough good things to, to earn our way to God, but God came to us through Christ and and now offers us this incredible, incredible gift of life, this free gift that simply is ours to receive, but we do have to receive it. And, uh, and, and uh, there's a lot there, obviously, to process for somebody maybe listening the first time going, wow, well, what is that again? You know, but the amazing thing is that it's, the, it's God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that makes that real. And if someone was listening, saying, I don't know that for myself, but, but something is drawing me, something is calling me, then I would say that's, uh, that's Jesus standing at the door and knocking, just like he did in my heart when I was a little eight-year-old boy. And I heard that presented to me that Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone will open that door, I'll come in. And I open that door as an eight-year-old boy. Um, you can open that door right now, wherever you are, if you're hearing this. And, and Jesus is standing at the door knocking. Um, all I could say is, truly, that is when life begins, when we really enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's when we find out why we're put here on this earth. Now, you've done a bit of work in China, but some of the places you're going to over the next few weeks is uh, new territory for you. Tell us a bit about the process of actually deciding to go there and why that is. Well, it all started um, this whole trip, honestly, and and I can really give a lot of credit to China for, uh, in a lot of ways, being the reason I'm here in Australia even now, um, finally, after so many years. About six years ago, seven years ago, God started something that I never saw coming, never expected. Our, our oldest daughter, um, Emily, who now is 20, she was 12 at the time, she started talking to us about that she really believed um, she needed to have a little sister and would we consider adoption. And initially, my wife was very close to the idea. It was like not going to happen. We already had three kids. They were in school. You know, we were we were sort of sailing along now. We had survived the baby stage, you know, of all of that. And... and um, and my wife just said, no way, we're not going to do that. Now, we'll support other families, and we really believe, no question, God is so passionate about orphans and, and the least of the least in our world. So we need to be involved, and we were. But Emily was very convinced, and she began to pray about this, and she began to really work us over, I mean, with, with letters that she would write to us and, and all these different things. And um, long story short, God really changed our life. It was miraculous the way God changed, especially my wife's heart to take her from a place of saying there's just no way that's 
that's our calling. To now, my wife is probably the most passionate adoption advocate and orphan advocate in the world that I know of. She's so passionate about it because of what's ex- what we've experienced. And when I left China, um, we, we did travel to China six years ago to adopt our little girl, Shohana. And that was the first of what have now has been seven trips to China for me. Three of those have been to adopt little girls. We now have three daughters from China. But when I returned my first time back to America, I remember thinking, you know, if I could do anything, God, uh, that, that would just be a dream come true for me. I've always thought of, you know, foreign missions and traveling, you know, to, to places around the world to take the, the message of the gospel, particularly through music. And what a cool thing, what an awesome thing that would be to do. And all of a sudden, I had this this real burning desire to go back to China in a way to return back to them a blessing for the blessing they had given us. And that was really my prayer. It was, it was kind of something like, God, if you would ever allow me to go back, I would love to go to China because they've given us such a gift with our daughter. And I didn't even know at that time what a gift they had really given us, but but I began to realize over the years what an incredible thing God had done in our life and our family through this little girl, Shohanna, and now through Stevie Joy and Maria, our other two daughters. And so I've just had this desire to go back to that part of the world who has, I feel like, in a way, given us so much as a family, and to go back with the message of the gospel in the music the way that God has given it to me, and to give that back as a gift to, to people, and in doing so, see what God wants to do with it. Stephen, thanks very much for your time today. It's a real pleasure. We uh, are very thankful that you've come back to Australia. We wish you all the very best for the future. Absolutely. Well, blessings, and thank you for having me back. Thanks for your patience for 18 years of waiting. And uh, Lord willing, I will definitely not wait another 18 to be back. Hopefully, maybe even only a couple of years, and I'll, I'll make, it my, make my way back to see you in Australia again. Thank you so much for joining us at History Makers. For more information, you can go to historymakersradio.com. You can download any of our interviews and also an opportunity for you to make a donation. History Makers is brought to you by newhopeaustralia.org.au. History Makers.